0: Welcome, and thank you for accepting this invitation to join us for a Bible study and reflection on Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. If you are a regular listener to my Bible study and reflections, you know that one of my favorite Bible study resources is called Bible Project. You can access it by going to BibleProject.com. They continue to add new content on a weekly basis, and it continues to remain free of charge. They also developed and just released an app that you can download on your smartphone or tablet that I believe is going to be a game-changer for anyone interested in how to understand, approach, and study God's Word. And, of course, it will help us all to grow into St. Paul's Lutheran Church's vision of learning, loving, living God's Word. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God and Father, we lift up to you today the same prayer that your servant David prayed. Create in us a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is a new year, 2022, and I would like to wish each and every one of you a happy new year. This is the time of year that a lot of us make New Year's resolutions, and a lot of our resolutions revolve around diet and possibly exercise. What if... My New Year's resolution was to bear God's image in a more Christ-like way. What are some of the things I could do to accomplish that? The short answer is, I can't do that by myself. There are many references to renewal in the scriptures. Some of the most helpful for me come from several of Paul's letters. One is the letter to Titus, and one is his letter to the Colossian church. Now, Titus was a friend and helper of Paul's, and he was left in Crete, a notoriously difficult place to nurture a church. Paul's letter to Titus gave him practical advice on how to organize and lead a new church. Listen to the reading from Titus chapter 3 verses 3 through 6. At one time, we were We, too, were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing and rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. Can you see how the triune God is at work here? He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, and we are renewed by the Holy Spirit who was poured out through Jesus Christ our Savior. How this happens is nothing short of a miracle. When and how fast it happens is not up to us, as you will hear in the next reading, it is through our faith in Christ that we are made new. Then we begin to bear God's image in a more Christlike way. Paul was in a Roman prison when he wrote to the Colossian church. False teachers were coaching the Colossians to worship angels and follow special rules and ceremonies. Paul corrected this thinking through his letter stressing that faith in Christ is sufficient for salvation and that nothing needs to be added to Christ's sacrifice on the cross. This reading from Colossians is in chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. It's a little long and a little, it's a little meaty, if you will, and hard to follow, but open your heart to this reading. Since then, you have been raised with Christ, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, holy, To God the Father through Him. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, these verses I just read, they're hard for me to wrap my head around sometimes. And I think maybe Paul sensed that the Colossians would have been a little confused as well, especially verses 5 through 9. How in the world can I do that on my own? Well, the answer is I can't. I need the Lord's help. Here, Paul offers some practical advice on how the Colossians can open the door for change and renewal by strengthening their relationship with God through prayer. Also, through prayer, ask for wisdom and grace when interacting with others. Keep in mind that Paul is in prison when he is writing this letter. A good reminder that you can imprison a person, but you cannot imprison the gospel. This reading comes from Colossians chapter 4 verses 2 through 6. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of everything. Let your con- conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I now invite you to consider this reflection from C.S. Lewis's book taken from Mere Christianity, and I quote, When I was a child, I often had toothache. I knew that if I went to my mother, she would give me something which would deaden the pain for that that night, and let me go to sleep, but I did not go to my mother, at least not till the pain became very bad, and the reason I did not go was this. I did not doubt she would give me the aspirin, but I knew she would always do something, also do something else. I knew she would take me to the dentist the next morning. I could not get what I wanted out of her without getting something more, which I did not want. I wanted immediate relief from pain, but I could not get it without having my teeth set permanently right. And I knew those dentists, I knew they started fiddling about with all sorts of other teeth, which had not yet begun to ache. They would not let sleeping dogs lie. If you gave them an inch, they would take an L. Now, if I may put it that way, our Lord is like the dentist. If you give him an inch, he will take an L dozens of people go to him and be cured to be cured of some one particular sin which they are ashamed of or which is obviously spoiling daily life well he will cure it all right but he will not stop there that may be all you ask but if once you call him in he will give you the full treatment That is why he warned people to count the cost before becoming Christians. Make no mistake, he says, if you let me, I will make you perfect. The moment you put yourself in my hands, that is what you are in for. Nothing less or other than that. You have free will, and if you choose, you can push me away. But if you do not push me away, understand that I am going to see this job through whatever suffering it may cost you in your earthly life, whatever inconceivable purification it may cost you after death, whatever it cost me, I will never rest nor let you rest until you are literally perfect. Until my father can say without reservation that he is well pleased with you, as he said he was well pleased with me. This I can do and will do. But I will do, but I will not do anything less, End quote. Wow. Thank you, C.S. Lewis, for your reflection, and thank you, Jesus, for renewing and perfecting all of us. My closing thoughts are really not my thoughts at all, but they are the thoughts of Charles G. The closing prayer was also penned by Charles. Charles is a chaplain with the South Carolina Athletic Coaches Association. In this week's devotional, Charles reflects on his coaching time where he had a very successful high school football program. He prided himself for his team's accomplishments, but in retrospect, he said his most important job was being the bus driver and transporting his team to their games. A close friend of mine suggested that I sign up for his weekly devotions, and I did, and I've enjoyed each one of them for well over two years. Even though Charles and I have not met in person, we plan on doing so sometime in the near future. I know we do have one thing in common. We both love to and are humbled by being able to share the Word of God. If you would like to sign up for his short weekly devotions, you may do so by going to scfcacoaches.org. And with his permission, I would like to share his conclusion for this week's devotional. And I quote, Putting too much trust in our abilities is a recipe for disaster. I have heard it said that ego has a huge appetite, and the more you feed it, the hungrier it gets. The Bible teaches that everything we have is a gift from God. His desire is that we will use these gifts to honor Him and to serve others, Wisdom also comes from God, and we must be careful not to take ourselves too seriously. When we start thinking it's all about us, we can expect an attitude adjustment is in our future. It's a wise person who spends more time looking up to God than staring at themselves in the mirror. One final reminder that we are not in charge of being made new can be found in Proverbs Chapter 28, verse 26. Those who trust in themselves are fools, but those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, give me the wisdom to see things through your eyes. Help me today to comprehend the little me and the big you. Teach me to simply drive the bus, open the door, and let you do the rest. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. And the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.